Hey guys, it's the Andrew Bello from the Humming Media Group Podcast of the Year, the Wednesday Locker Room, and the former host and founder of the Next Level Wrestling Podcast. It's 2021, and it's time to kick out and leave the past behind us. Hameen Media Group starts the year off with over 2.25 million downloads, and our fan base is continuing to grow every day. Thank you for subscribing and sharing all of our channels, podcasts, and videos, and for standing strong with HMG in the face of ongoing censorship. We will always adapt and overcome any obstacles put in our way. We will overcome and certainly achieve even more success in the ever-changing digital landscape. Please make sure you're subscribed to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you to all of the Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group subscribers, home of the Rip Rogers FR podcast, named by Patreons to be their favorite show on the entire Hameen Media Group network. More content, including marketing and podcasting seminars, watch-alongs from Hameen's career in 2CW, OVW, DCW, and more. When you subscribe to Patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group, you are the fuel that drives HMG's free shows for the entire community. We salute you and thank you for your continued support in 2021. We continue our year supported by our daily listeners and our local sponsors, including ProWrestlingTees.com. Get the shirts of all your favorite Hameen Media Group wrestling personalities and support them directly. Greek God Papadon, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, SEG shirts for Big Sal, and of course, Finamine, Yala. Also, check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Make a healthy choice for 2021 when you cook with Zordos Ultra Premium Artisanal Olive Oil imported directly from Greece. Visit ZordosOliveOil.com today and taste the difference of an ultra premium product for yourself. And wake up, bro. It's time to get the official Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Kick the day off right, bro, with a cup of Broaster's Coffee. The exclusive limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee is a medium-roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that will have you up and ready to go, bro. Order yours exclusively at thebroasters.com. And it's 2021, and the Hameen Media Group staff are all committed to Stevie Richards Fitness this year and getting ourselves into the best shape we've ever been in. You've seen Big Ray's amazing transformation, and there are plenty of SRF members interacting right now, motivating each other for the new year. So don't worry about gyms and lockdowns. Let's get in shape together, using our community for support and Stevie Richards Fitness to achieve our goals for 2021. Join us and visit StevieRichardsFitness.com for the most affordable and effective home workout program that will give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at stevierichards.com and russobrand.com where the pros are pros bro hear the most valid opinions in wrestling from the pros who live it no other podcasting platform and online wrestling punditry has the lineup of wrestling stars like russobrand.com stevie richards disco inferno shane douglas just incredible Big Vito, Stevie Ray, Taylor Hendricks, Ben Hameen, and now there's even more shows on the way with a partnership with the two-man power trip. Why would you go anywhere else but RussoBrand.com? 
We thank you for listening and being an incredible community of wrestling-addicted, conspiracy-minded, straight-brim hat-wearing infidels. By the way, Bin Hameen wrote this copy, and I'm currently in a basement being held at gunpoint. He's already shot Adler's twice, and I hope this is the correct style of intro he was looking for. So enjoy the show, HMG listeners. Please, for the love of Stevie, enjoy the show. Welcome to RTW Rewind. Red Rob will take you on a journey through time to relive some of the greatest moments, matches, and personalities from the sport of professional wrestling. Now, here's your host of the show, Red Rob, Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome back to RTW Rewind. This is day six of the hashtag Rad Rumble Week. Seven days of shows. We're wrapping seven, up. Seven days of shows, shows, shows on the Rad Rad Rumble, 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 Rumble. That hey, was weird. Where did that come I'm from? I'm paying now? attention for you. I'm paying enough attention for you there. Is that a good intro? I thought that was Jimmy putting in the sound effects. Um, so, yeah, as you hear the golden pipes of the one, the only Matthew Schaffer gauge, uh, MSG, I also have the one and only doctor of the Hameen Media Group, Mr. Dr. Jarko. Good morning, gentlemen. Multiple doctors, actually. I was going to say, I'm not the only one. We've got Dr. Ted. My second favorite, Dr. Ted, is over at Hameen Media, the man beast. I mean, he, he's no Kaczynski, but, you know, he's right up there. But you're the only Dr. Jargo. I am the only Dr. Jargo. Dr. Jargo. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. So. Yes, there, there, there is that. <laughs> Good morning. I'm amazed that everybody is awake at this hour, with the exception of Rick, who was supposed to be here, the guy who loves the Royal Rumble. It's his favorite match in all of history. And then he bitches out. So, you know. Yeah, and he's that. literally the first person I asked to be on here, because obviously he is the star of HMG. Uh, Royal Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. And he said, yeah, man, I'd love to do it. I'll do all of your shows if you really want me to, because, you know, I I love podcasting and hearing myself speak. So uh, he was the first one I asked, and he's the first one I thought of. Um, and Matt took a little bit of exception to that. But, uh, yeah, and he's not, and, and now RBV's not here. So um, I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, maybe he'll just pop in and make an appearance at some point, like uh, the Man Beast did at the Hammies. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It's just more airtime for myself and MSG, and let's face it, we're both podcasting whores. If you've got a podcast, we'll fucking do it. That's true. I think Matt. <laughs> I think Matt's on about twenty three podcasts right now, so uh, <laughs> that's a fair assessment. Uh, so yeah, we are talking our favorite Royal Rumble matches and moments. Uh, Matt put out a wonderful graphic uh, for me this week. Uh, seven days of Royal Rumble coverage, and I haven't talked about the Royal Rumble once this week. So uh, you get people on. Like, that's kind of like, you know, you had, like, Jimmy Corderas, you had yeah. B. Blair. I yeah. mean, that's legit. And then you had the marks on, so that's fine. Like We, you know, we did. I mean, we well, talked a little actually, bit. About- well, actually, we're kind of intermission right now, because he still has on the main event Brutal Bob coming on. You know what I mean? So we're still, like, we're kind of like the mid card. Actually, that was yesterday. Intermission. So, we're at intermission. Like, hey, handing out pamphlets is really what yeah, we're doing. Yeah. No, that was yesterday that Bob was on. But uh, well, and we, that's we, true. But you know, we didn't we didn't talk about the rumble either. So, yeah, it's funny as we're recording this, just to pull the curtain back. Uh, only half of the Royal Rumble entrants have been announced, and this is dropping on Saturday. But when you're listening to this, it probably doesn't even matter what day it is. But uh, what just- the hell is WWE doing? <laughs> Hey, half on Raw, half on SmackDown. I'm, well, I'm, sure, that's, that's, I'm sure that's what I mean, they're doing. 
I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, my biggest gripe, and I even if I was going to watch Royal Rumble, because I, I haven't watched WWE content, or I haven't followed it as religiously as I used to for at least the last four years. At least, at the very least, for the Royal Rumble, the sacred thing that we had. Now you're going to take away the fact you're going to tell me who's number one, two, and 30? Why am I? What's the surprise anymore? Like, why don't you just tell me everybody? Tell me all the moves they're gonna do. Tell me exactly who's gonna fucking win. Just give me the spoilers up front because at this point, it seems like nobody fucking cares anyway. Yeah, if you guys like bring out my inner Jargo here, if you you guys don't know what what little man's talking about, uh, WWE backstage is coming back for a Royal Rumble preview, which actually is gonna have Renee. I can't call her Renee Paquette. Young anymore, right? Renee Paquette. Paquette. Paquette uh, she's, on, she's Canadian, so isn't it Parquet? That's Parquet. That, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's a French name, right? I guess so, if it was there uh, to uh, I'd maybe say uh, Renee Paquette, huh? Like something like that. Or Nova uh, Scotia, Canada. You have to go there. I don't know. Uh, Renee Paquette, America, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, definitely throw A in there because it makes it sound legit. So it makes it sound um, way more Canadian with an A. Absolutely. Uh, but they're going to be announcing, and by the time you ever hear this, it's already fuck. Who cares about semantics? Anyway, they're going to give out. They're going to stooge off the one and two and the number thirty, which uh, Matt took exception to uh, last night on Facebook, saying that that was lame. Uh, what are your thoughts, Doctor Jargo? Well, I mean, let's face it. Even on a good week, WWE backstage got about what 150,000 viewers versus Monday Night Raw's almost two million. Which, granted, is in the toilet, but it's still two million viewers, and that's a hell of a lot more than 150,000. And then that's- let's just it all off on Twitter. Like, what? What the hell are they doing? And it's it. It wouldn't bother me so much if it was just the Rumble. Right. Because if we've only got like 15 people announced, then my brain can go crazy. And I can think of like, you know, maybe Switchblade Jay White's going to show up. Clearly, they're not going to advertise him. Maybe Mark Henry comes into the Rumble. You get a couple of legends. So, I mean, I'm fine with only knowing like half of the field, but they're doing this every freaking month now where it's like you have a big pay-per-view coming up. You have three matches announced and we'll announce the rest of the night of the card. Like, what the hell is WWE doing? It's like they forgot how to do professional wrestling and Entire. Matt, your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't disagree with that. It's at this point, it's just uh, more of a rinse repeat cycle. I mean, even from a production standpoint, because I mean, let's be, I mean, none of us here are wrestlers. So if we're just looking at it from production and story, how things are set up, how things are booked, as far as like the, between the characters, how it climaxes each and every week, it's just set up like a copy and paste, like they're just taking out characters, sticking them back in the same scenes. Maybe change the background, you know, from a sheet to a backstage setting. Here's some different lines. And they just keep, you know, recycling it over and over. It's become like a very bad um, superhero show from like the 60s or 70s where like everything gets wrapped up by the end of the show. We'll find out next week if what's going to happen to our house right here on Monday Night Raw. I mean, that's really what it feels like there's i mean back then it worked but now with so much content and everything we've been exposed to over the last 34 years you've got to be a little bit more unique and engaging with the audience like if you if if a show like say a superhero show like a arrow or the flash or even batwoman which i don't really like but and they lost their main character and they still managed to continue on and garner ratings if they can at least do that and wrap up stories on a week-to-week or at least have some sort of breadcrumb to keep you coming back I don't know why a company who just got another billion dollars can't do this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely fair. And it's just, 
it, it's it, it even goes down to the weekly shows of, of hearing reports of Vince McMahon rewriting, you know, two hours before the. Can you imagine spending the entire week or weekend working on a show and the Vince is like, ah, this shit sucks, you know, and then just he rewrites it two hours before the show. Oh, hang on. We have a hi, honey. You want to say hi to everybody? My daughter just brought me breakfast, so. Uh, little My running. kids don't bring me breakfast. Well, she's two. She hasn't learned that I suck yet. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. There, so, there is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is uh, that. MSG. I just want to point out that when you went into your uh, Super Sunday voice there for a second, um, somehow by the time you came out of it, you were Mitchell Cole. Like I, I it, it's incredible. Like I Mitchell noticed it too. Cole, his his voice is so ingrained in the WWE watchers over the course of the years that everything just defaults to the Mitchell Cole voice. Yeah, yeah, no, I noticed that too. Uh, it's very astute observation there, Doctor Jargo. I, that, that's why you are a doctor. So that's PhD, well, baby. To quote, to quote uh, you know, you know, scene from one of my favorite movies. You know, I'll, I'm just doing whatever I can. I try to do my best. Try to fix whatever it is. You know, you need me to fix, but like, I can't really change that, Jargo. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's only got three voices. He's got the Mitchell Cole, he's got the Sunday Sunday, and he's got the, the Cartman gimmick. So. I got more than that. You just don't listen to Suck My Balls every week, which you can if you do want to check it out. It has become uh, a very hot uh, podcast now. 40% increase since we've moved to Spreaker. Jargo, you should move to Spreaker, too. Uh, like, dude, it'll just pay for itself. Like, even with the ad rev, it just pays for itself. Check it out. Go to Spreaker. Uh, you know, and let's—I'd like to be the one to take credit for uh, for having it. Is Brad Robs all you? You convinced me. Brad Robs like you should do this, and I ran it for a month. And I was like, I looked at the numbers today, and I was like, whoa. And he was like, eh, I don't, I don't know, I don't really want to. I like Anchor. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to pay. We for had three hundred percent growth. Yeah, I'm just saying. In one month, here's a true story. Boom. I never look at the numbers. <laughs> I know you know. I, I, I had- in, in like three years, I, I just I. Don't look at the yeah, numbers because I'm the kind of person I will feed, obsess though. about them. Yeah. So I just I, I don't pay any attention to them. I'm paying for the feed, so as long as I look at the monetization aspect and it it pays out the monthly thing, then I go okay. Then I know I'm getting around this money. Saying, like, you know, if yeah. I, I, if I was planning on making money, I would have quit this gig a long. Well, time. I just want the ads to pay for it. Like as long as it pays for itself and I break even, I don't have to pay anything. That's what I'm really after. We live in America in 2021. I am not being beholden to advertisers, with the exception of the Ayatollah bin Hamid. Oh, I don't care. They can. I'm not beholden to them. They're just ad inserts. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're just advertising on podcast. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually regional, depending on where you're listening to it. There you go. So, yeah. There you go, Jerry. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what were we talking about again? I, I've... We were talking about shit that's way more entertaining than the 2021 Royal Rumble that nobody seems to care about. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the. Uh, the the raw world title what do they call it now like i'm not even watching this anymore is 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 the wwe championship is on monday night raw <clears throat> and the universal championship the the blue ball championship of the world is over on smackdown okay so uh we have the returning goldberg uh 75 year old goldberg taking on uh drew mcintyre uh, whether he has COVID or not is still yet to be undetermined uh what do you guys think of this match uh for the wwe title uh, I, I think Drew McIntyre is a beast and a stud, and I think he's done a great job defending with no people in the audience whatsoever to not even uh, give you any kind of indication if he's doing a good job. And then he got uh, Oldberg. So I'll start with you, Matt. Uh, what, what do you think about this match? You're on mute. Between Drew McIntyre and Goldberg? That was the question, yeah. I, I guess Goldberg, sure. 
Okay, good. Doctor Jargo, what do you what do you what do you think about this match? I did not like Bill Goldberg in 1997, and I fucking hate him now. I am so sick of Bill Goldberg and this shtick that I mean, I, I was sick of it legitimately 25 years ago at this point. Like, why are we doing Bill Goldberg? And the story that they have told with Goldberg going off and saying how Drew McIntyre has been disrespectful ever since he won the champion. Are you freaking kidding? Have you watched Drew McIntyre? I mean, I haven't watched it. I can tell you he is. Respectful guy on the face of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very dumb storyline. Very, very disconnected. And I just, I can't believe that Goldberg is going to draw ratings in 2021. I mean, even at his peak, he was going out there and, and having a 45 second match. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Who's That's next? True. Uh, Dr. Dragon's going to be next after that skating promo. Bill so. Oh, Bill doesn't like me already. So, so when Drew, became the, Drew became the champ, right, at uh, WrestleMania this year? That's right. We did the review thing, right? That's that was, that was Yeah, and then he lost the championship to Randy Orton, and then everything seemed poised for Edge to come back in the Rumble, and Edge is going to win the Rumble. He's going to challenge Randy Orton at WrestleMania. It's going to be this great like year-long <laughs> story that we build to. Right. And then Drew wins it back on Raw. Well, I think what happened, I don't, I think that. <laughs> they had him drop they, it and then. I don't think they were sure that Edge was yeah. going to be able to come back in time for the Rumble from that bicep tear. Right. So I think that's why they moved the title back to Drew McIntyre. And now they're and like, now oh, shit. Out, what do we, yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, well, like, what do we do now? Oh, let's just bring in fucking Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, would you be opposed if during the match between Goldberg and Drew, Edge came out? Cost Goldberg the championship, and then we get Edge versus Goldberg, Spear versus Spear, and then Edge just kills Goldberg. We never have to see him again. I mean, would you like but that? Why would Edge do that? Like that is so contrary to the Edge. Because dude. brother, because the attitude, dude. Because the attitude. Battle for the Spear, bro. We gotta see who's gonna be the best. Well, you you bring up the attitude era, but that was even like the the, the preface to Edge. Like Edge was he was kind of part of the attitude era, but when I kinda. think of Edge is a, a main eventer, you've heard his song, you think you know him, but you that's, don't. That's true. That's I mean, true. wouldn't it make more sense for him to like I don't know, come out and like square off with Randy Orton inside of the Rumble? Nah, that's and, old. We've already seen that shit, right? So, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, look, Edge and Orton are going to come out in the Rumble. They're going to both take each other out. One's right? going to be in the ring, and the other's music is going to hit, and then the ring is going to clear. It's going to be like the fucking Wall of Death at a Lamb of God concert. There you go. Yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to end up taking each other out. That Edge, he comes, he screws Goldberg, sets up Edge versus Goldberg at No Way Out or whatever pay-per-view they do in February now, and then boom, now you do Orton and Edge because now Orton costs Edge at the next pay-per-view. I'm just trying to do WWE convoluted writing. And then you have him fight a meeting. Like, this sounds right, right? I mean... Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. 
WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. RTW Rewind. Can, can we can we rewind a little bit? Because that's what this show's all about. Uh, can we go back to uh, Matt? Can we go back to Matt's amazing Macho Man impression? By the way, when he was talking about that, that wasn't a Macho Man. That was something else. I mean, yeah, okay, it was like brother, a, brother, a, 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 amalgamite. If, if I was gonna do Macho Man, dude, you gotta get real low. But I can't do that as much anymore as I continue to get older. It hurts. But he still threw the dude in there, so it's still a Hulk Hogan doing Macho Man. So yeah, you gotta get your brother, brother, dude. Brother, brother, look at brother. Oh yeah. Stupid, so basically, basically, what you're saying is you want to see Randy Orton and Edge basically be like Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Nagata at the New Japan Rumble this year, where they they, they just they both end up getting themselves like eliminated from the rumble and fight all the way backstage. And, and like, we're just, well, I, I just want a typical wrestling. I mean, I'm just figuring WWE does copy paste, right? So they just looked at some past rumbles right. like they do every year. And they're like, how do we get out of this feud? Well, they always just take it. I'm taking each other out. That's fine. The only unique thing they've really done recently at the rumble was the way they booked Brock Lesnar last year. Uh, Brock Lesnar was an absolute beast. Pardon the pun. Uh, but going through the first, I don't know. What was Did it? You win? 11, 12. He didn't win, but it was a perfect. That's why it sucked. Oh, <laughs> because you okay. can't have Brock Lesnar come out there and destroy half the roster, and then he just gets taken out. Uh, I think Ben might take an exception to that. Uh, yeah, looks- I think he. I think he wouldn't. Would you like we could go pull the clip? I'm, I've been working for a while. <laughs> I thought it was masterful because Brock ran through all the mid carders. Uh, and then when you had the real main event star, Drew McIntyre, come in, after taking all those guys out, Drew eliminates Brock. It's genius. That set up your match for, for WrestleMania. And it, he put Drew over and made him look like a million bucks. I'm not I mean, saying it wasn't like good. I'm just saying if you're going to have Brock Lesnar <laughs> go through it like that. Brock Lesnar, the guy who's this big MMA fighter, like you can't put him in a Royal Rumble situation like that and continue to uh, diminish his credibility by having him be like, oh, I, just, I was able to go through 10 guys, but one guy just comes in. I mean, it is Drew McIntyre, but he's able to just get rid of me. Like, I mean, other guys in the past, like guys like The Big Show, Mark Henry, multiple people they've shown us in the past, and Roy Rumble's trying to take out Brock Lesnar, or takes like multiple guys, or, you know, Bill Goldberg. Drew's like, just that badass. That's the story that they were telling, you right, know. Right. But I, couldn't you do that? If, if you were ever going to do a Rumble like that, isn't this the year to do it? Where, where yeah. there's not really going to be fans there. So you just why not just have Brock come out at, like, you know, number three, have both of the guys in the ring be like, oh, fuck my life. Brock goes in there, takes both of them out, and then just runs it. And then he's like, all right, Drew, rematch. Let's do this shit. Like, like this that. is the year to do it, right? Which they could. I mean, that that's a very viable possibility. I mean, I if that happened, you're... Run through the rumble. Yeah, I mean, you're a goddamn genius if that happens, so... 
Uh, well, and, and, and plus it gets you around the whole double rumble thing, especially if you're doing right. something cool for the women's rumble, which they haven't really done yet. So, I mean, you know, where you have like a Rousey come in and win it unexpectedly, or oh, Becky Lynch, we, and have something. You just, just booked the women's Royal Rumble. That's what's going to happen. You just booked the women's Royal Rumble, Jargo, with those words right now. It's going to be Ronda Rousey. That's the storyline. Ronda Rousey's going to come back and she's yep. going to dominate through the whole rumble. And be like, I'm back, and I'm take. That's it. There's your women's. There's Sheesh. no. There's no way that would Ronda Rousey. If they're gonna do that, they do it with fucking Charlotte. That's true. That's probably nutrients. I mean, I could see Ronda coming back and getting thrown out by Nia Snacks. I mean, that's just something Vince would do, right? So. If Ronda comes back, she's got to win, right? Like she would the have same to. Thing with Brock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Now there is a rumor that Brock may be returning to WWE this this year. So. Uh, you know, he needs another 20, 20 mil, right? So even even better for him, like Brock hates fans. There's no fans. It just shows up. Yeah, right. it's, it's beautiful, right? So how do you how do you handle the whole Heyman and Roman thing? Brock's the baby face. You, yeah. you do baby face Brock Lesnar versus a heel Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman stuck in the middle. Like it writes itself. There's your WrestleMania main event. Go back to those early 2003, 2004 when Brock Lesnar was just doing babyface comedy as champ. Like it, some of it was good. Like I didn't yeah. mind it. Like it was, it was kind of hokey, but then you get in the ring and beat your ass. It was okay. Like he was one of those guys. <laughs> you're like, okay, that, that he backs it up. Like he's allowed to be kind of a clown. It's one of the biggest misconceptions in the history of professional wrestling that Brock Lesnar needed a mouthpiece. Right. Brock Lesnar does not need a mouthpiece. The only thing is you don't know what in the fuck Brock Lesnar is going to say on a live microphone. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's this generation version of, say, Scott Steiner, because you never yeah. know what's going to happen on a live mic. Yeah, but I mean, Brock can talk. It's not like he needed Heyman to stand there and cut promos for him. It was just really, really good. And Heyman yeah, is but- so, so great at putting him over, so why not? That angle Lesnar build up for Mania, I mean, the promos they cut back and forth, I thought were pretty good. So. Especially, you just let Brock go out and, and drop a, you know, I don't give a shit about you, Paul. You yeah. know, and everybody's like, oh my god! Even though they do it on Dynamite every week, but WWE marks and lose their fucking minds. <gasps> Brock said shit! Oh god! <laughs> He's pissed now! No, that's just Brock Lesnar. That's how he talks. And if, if you were going to... If you were going to bring him back, not to interrupt, Rob, but I mean, he, the, the story yeah, I'd go with is uh, ha- put Lesnar out in the fucking woods. He's out in camo. Like, he doesn't even know that Paul left him. And he just comes out <laughs> from the woods and then finds out that Paul's left him. What? <laughs> back. I mean, that's how, that's how I would do it. But WWE probably would. That would be really smart, but I mean, you also have, if Vince really wants to go back that far, you still have the built-in storyline of when Paul turned on Brock and, and aligned himself with the big show. So, I mean, if you really want to pull that up in a vignette or something leading up to that, that's a fantastic main event, especially if you're not going to have, and there's still debates whether you're going to have fans of WrestleMania or not, but hopefully by next year we can have a packed crowd uh, in Dallas, and if that's when you want to do Roman and, and Rock, that's fine, but Rock's obviously not going to be there this year, so Roman and, and, and Brock, even though we've seen it before, you add in the whole new dynamic that that Roman's a, a, a yeah Roman's a, a heel now and he's got his old manager with him. That's that's your built in that's your storyline right there. I don't know. I was, I was, you just kind of gave me a flashback for a second. Was with the the heel turn with uh, Heyman taking the strap off Lesnar? Was that the same year? <clears throat> Would that be like what is that? Oh one oh two when Lesnar beat The Rock at SummerSlam and they just flipped him back to babyface to put him back on the chase. Was that the same year or was that like a year later? I don't know. I was, I was just. I'll take your word for it. All right. I'm probably wrong, but the chatster will probably let us know. 
Um, yes, he will. And, and then if you really want to put it over the top at the end of the match, whoever's standing tall, then you hit cult of personality and out comes punk. And, and, and Paul's just like, oh, my God, again. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I didn't think of, because obviously there is another rumor going around. Well, let's get let's go further. Why not bring back Ryback? That'll be great, too. Like, boom. Now you've got four guys. I keep hearing this Ryback AEW thing. have a five way, Jargo. Well, I, I keep hearing right back to AEW, that, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my mind. Yeah, there's no money for that. I mean, he'll be treated like Miro over there. So, I mean, yeah. I, just, I, I mean, don't he'd, be good. He'd, he'd probably be good in Team Taz, just since they're building. He's, Taz is building out these big powerhouse guys. And right. right back and sit there menacingly with Brian Cage. I don't know. Well, then, well, fuck it. Just... They'd probably like to work out together. He need you know, 50,000 calories daily. I mean, that would be something they can bond over and fart the car together. <laughs> I mean, you could go further down the rabbit hole and just, just, just bring in Joe Hennig, you know, uh, Curtis Axel, uh, bring yeah. back Cesaro, all the former Paul Heyman guys, and just have one big fucking Heyman, cl- Heyman we, fucking clusterfuck right now. We just booked the end of WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be Tommy Dreamer standing tall in the main <laughs> event as the one true Paul Heyman guy. Rob Van Dam was the special enforcer. Rob Van yeah. Dam was too stoned. He he, he ended up going. That's why, to that's why they made the enforcer. He was like, "Dude, I'm not doing this." <laughs> he showed up with Katie Forbes and was like, "I'm not, I'm not doing this." I like, thought everything was going on in Jacksonville, not Tampa, <laughs> man. <laughs> I showed up at the wrong Florida city, man. Wrong fucking show. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to segue from that. So uh, let's. Uh, uh, the the whole purpose the of this brought to you by thebrosters dot com. <laughs> the Brosters, pick up your bag of Russo Bro coffee. Russo Bro coffee. Use the code five LB and save ten dollars off your bag. That's thebrosters dot com. Russo Bro, bro. So this whole purpose of the show was actually to talk about our favorite Royal Rumble moments and matches, but uh, obviously, as all shows here do, they end up going off the rails at some point. Uh, you know, Matt gets into a Macho Man impression. Jargo goes off on an Olberg rant. I mean, shit happens, right? But uh, Vickery didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, well, that's you know, that's that's fine. I mean, you know, apparently the MLR is more important than, than my show. So. MLR is Wednesday. It's like two days after that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't listen to your guys' shows. I'm just I'm just here for to plug my own <laughs> shit. So uh, I'm here for the exposure. Let's not kid ourselves, right? So that's why I had you guys on too. Um, <laughs> Well, you had no. Let's be real. You had it's Jargo. Jargo's the star. Like, Jargo is a star because we literally revolved this whole show around him and his work schedule. And Matt was very upset about me that I didn't ask him when it was okay. I just expected him to be here because you know he was like, again. "Oh, Thursday, seven a.m." I was like, "Oh, I'm only doing two podcasts in production. I have all editing." But yeah, go ahead. I'd like to sit at my computer from seven a.m. to two p.m. That'd be great. Well, yeah, and I I pretty much told him to, to suck it up and deal with it. So originally, Robin said, "You know, let let's do this at at nine Eastern," and I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, like that works out great." <laughs> And then he forgot to tell me PM, and I was like, "That doesn't work at all, dude." See, see that, Rob? That's how that's how we've learned from the locker, and we just passed the heat right right back to you, Rob. So it is all my fault to begin with because I didn't. I mean, I strained us well. That's right. I, I didn't decipher or, or disseminate the information properly. Whereas, you know, nine a.m. and nine nine p.m. Because I assumed everybody works during the day, and they're not graveyard workers like Trigo. So talking about and Ray, and you know, apparently everybody in MSG or. Uh, 
MSG. Apparently, everybody at HMG works at night. Fucking Ray, Jargo, Matt used to. So uh, I'm the only asshole that works during the day, apparently. It's because we can't stand fucking people. So they just lock us in dark rooms overnight and, you know, tell us to watch the place, make sure nothing burns down. And then when the other people start showing up, they send our asses home. We call them day walkers. And then we leave. What's going on, everybody? My name is Vampiro. This right here is the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast. Tune in, get tuned up, get informed, and enjoy the podcast. RTW Rewind. Uh, so I'll start with you, uh, Dr. Jargo. What are some of your favorite uh, moments from uh, the last 30-something years in the Royal Rumble? You know, my favorite moment, and I don't even remember what year it was, and I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. But the man has been in so many Royal Rumbles that to go through and try to actually figure out which one it is would be very, very difficult. So my favorite Royal Rumble moment comes to us from the road dog, Jesse James. Yeah, yeah. Rather obscure, right? I road didn't dog expect comes that, yeah. out. Road dog comes out. He climbs up on the apron. He wraps his bottom legs around the bottom rope and his top arms around the bottom rope. And he just lays there for like 45 minutes because you can't throw the road dog out if he's got a hold of the bottom rope. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 He's thinking about this shit. It's strategy, ladies and gentlemen. And so every time somebody new comes in, they just go over and they kick road dog a couple of times until badass Billy Gunn shows up and road dogs like, all right. We got two of us now, and then badass tosses his ass. Yeah, I remember that moment. Uh, it, 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 you it's, know, so, it's so obscure, but it was great. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I can't imagine why more people didn't use that same strategy. That's that's pretty smart. Or be Jerry Lawler uh, and just right. sit outside or under the ring for for an hour. So, well, I, Roman Reigns did that one year, right? He was gone from the match for like an hour and a half, and then he yeah, I think Vince Vincent Stone Cold did the same thing in '99. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Matt. What do you got, buddy? Well, according to Google, by the way, it says I think that's Royal Rumble 2000 is what Drago my favorite person okay. to when yeah. Road Dog did that. Gotcha. So I want to look that up. Uh, but I've got a couple. I mean, I, mean, I can give you kind of like my, my lowest and my highest. So I'll, I'll, there are a couple quick ones here. Um, he said favorite, Matt. That's only one. One. <sighs> Pick one. Well, actually, I said some. No, I actually, I'll, to be fair, uh, I did say some of your favorite moments. So... We're going to be pretty quick here. Uh, The first one was in 2016. (laughs) If I had to give it like my number three, that's AJ Styles debut um, as a big TNA fan, obviously, uh, and watcher of Impact Wrestling. And pretty much I followed AJ Styles since he was in WCW. Uh, As a kid in uh, school, I had a little picture of my binder. So that was a cool moment to see him finally get to WWE. And the pop was amazing. So that's probably like, you know, number three for me. Did you uh, watch the doc yet on the network? Um, I think I watched it at some point. It was pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty very good. well done. If that's your number three, I'm I'm really really wondering, you know, how big your number one and two are. Because I mean, if you go that far back as a kid, where you had a picture of them on your binder, that's only your number three. Yep, you ready? Number two, 1999 Royal Rumble. Okay, I mean that the whole show, top to bottom, was just a fucking phenomenal show. You got The Rock versus uh, Mick Foley in an I Quit match. You've got Stone one of the Cold most Steve brutal Austin. matches in history. Yeah, I don't remember right. that at all. I don't remember that. Neither does Mick Foley. 
McMahon won the Royal Rumble by getting rid of Stone Cold Steve Austin, which ends up setting up St. Valentine's Day Massacre rematch. I mean, the whole card, you've got uh, Sable versus Luna Vachon, Xbox versus Gangrel, you know, Ken Shamrock, which I can beat with 10 guys, uh, was defeated by Billy Gunn. Are you still on that? Yeah. And, of course, it, it opened up with Christian versus Jeff Hardy. So, I mean, young guys, you can't go wrong with that whole card. So that's my number two. And then my number three, and the reason why it's my number three. Wait, 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 hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, where are we going here? No, hold on, hold I on. Know. I don't know. It's fucking early, okay? My you literally. That, number on. one is this. No, hold on, hold on. No, no, I mean, no. God damn it. It's my show. I let you guys talk through the whole fucking thing to begin with. I've just been laying back. All right, this yeah. is my, my moment. I'm steering the ship here. How can your number two be the whole fucking event? Because it's good. It was okay. a good show. I was 99. I was 11 years old. It was a f- great show. I was at friend's house. I mean, I'm trying to get through it to give you my number one. That's fair. I, I, was, this, 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 I mean, do you want me to tell you what happened on that day, what I had for lunch? 11. You know, who I, sat I, was, down with? I was 23. Now. You are a young, young man. Yeah, I was 11 uh, years old. Uh, all right. What's your number one? I don't, I don't even my care. My number, number one. one. <laughs> 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 I don't even care. That's right. Uh, my... <laughs> Throw me off track here. Uh, my number one moment was the Royal Rumble I attended, and that was Royal Rumble 2013. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, which was in the U.S. Amway Center, or whatever they're calling it now, Airway Center. It was a great event. Obviously, it had The Rock versus CM Punk. Not the greatest match, and uh, there was a botch with the table, which was horrible. Uh, but it was still finally cool to see The Rock wrestle in person, like live, um, something I didn't think I was ever going to get. because By that point, we didn't know that The Rock was actually going to come back to wrestling. So um, that year wasn't a big fan of the Rumble. So for that one specifically, it was because I was happy to see uh, The Rock vs. Punk. And because I was there with my, one of my best friends so as a kid, like we've been watching wrestling since we were like, you know, nine, ten years old. So like to, I bought us tickets and we hadn't like hung out in a while. We went. So it was a really good, fun experience. Uh, you know, we flipped a coin. He got to wear the Rock shirt. I wore the Punk shirt, unfortunately. Uh, so... You know, it was a good, wholesome event. John Cena won the thing, which I'm not a big fan of John Cena, and we'd already seen him do that return before, so I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. But, you know, overall, the obviously the highlight from that show, people take away other everything, is Jericho, you know, coming out in the Rumble, you know, wrestling for whatever, 45 minutes, an hour. Now, I remember being outside with all the fans. You know, there was tons of people speculating and talking, and I nobody was bringing up Jericho, and I remember going, if anybody's going to come back tonight, it's going to be Chris Jericho. It's a Royal Rumble. It's a big thing. And of course, he came back that night. So it was a good, good event. That's my number one Royal Rumble moment. Okay, all right. My, am I, you want to talk now? Well, yes. Since, I... since, since he got two more than me, I'm going to throw in my other two then. <laughs> okay. Be, right? be, before you do, can I just just put a bookend on on his his top three or whatever? Sure. Um, that Royal Rumble event used to be my uh, favorite Rumble of all time. But now that I know that you attended it in person and had just this whole emotional story attached to it, yeah. it is yeah. now my least favorite Royal good. Rumble event. So good. I just, I'm good. I'm glad. No, I'm good. I'm, that's, that's great. Good here. Just want to throw that out there. Sorry, Doctor. Go ahead. Uh, my, my, my number two Royal Rumble moment has to go to uh, CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk 2014 when he got concussed in the Royal Rumble and just kind of laid in the corner unconscious for about 45 minutes. <laughs> it would go on to be CM Punk's final match in the WWE. But boy, is that one worth watching because it's absolutely freaking hilarious. CM Punk like begging with referees on the outside. Please get me the hell out of here. I, I can't even stand up. Please get me the hell out of here. And then they just gave him a Z pack when he got back to the locker room. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. wash that shit off. Yeah. Uh, but but the number one Royal Rumble moment of all time 
with a tear in my eye has to be Roman Reigns in 2015 getting booed the fuck out of Philadelphia. That was great. That is that the was... best Royal Rumble moment ever. That is fantastic. You, you swerved me on that one for Rock sure. puts him over and he still can't get fucking over. <laughs> they yeah. booed great. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Philly. Good job, Philly. Keep it classy. Philly, uh, we're, not, we're not buying into your bullshit. Get the fuck out of here, Hollywood. Clark. We're gonna boo the rock and Roman get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of here. Let's, yeah, people, let, if we were gonna examine that, do you think that was like probably the, the poor place to have the rock or Roman in like the nitty gritty city where like the whole point of the spirit of the city is the fighting underdog? Yep, Screw right. fucking Daniel Bryan, and then you fucking give us Hollywood, and then you brought more Hollywood out. Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania was like, fuck that dude, fuck you. Like, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about New York usually being a smart crowd? The, to me, I think Philly is the smartest crowd. CW fans, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really that simple when it comes down to it. There. Yeah, that was that was brutal booking. And uh, I, the Batista one was really good too. When Batista yeah. won, we all wanted Brian. I felt yeah. so bad for Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio comes out at number thirty and gets <laughs> booed out of the building. Yeah. Probably like the the first time in like thirty five years Rey Mysterio has ever been booed, and they weren't booing Rey Mysterio. <laughs> they were just booing that it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I will make the argument though that might have woken up Mysterio. I mean, it might, you know, because he came out and he put on a hell of a show. Like, <laughs> he you know, did. Fucking work for your cheer now, and he flipped it. Because <laughs> yeah. by the end, they definitely were. I mean, there wasn't a lot of options left, and they didn't want. True. <laughs> there's, there's also the the rumble that Mysterio won, which was yes. entirely in tribute to Eddie Guerrero. That might yeah. be one of the best rumble moments ever. Yeah, as a Shawn Michaels fan, you know. Him winning two rumbles in a row was was good for me, um, especially the one there. He went at number one, but <laughs> instead of a minute and a half or two minutes, it was every I think it was every minute that somebody came down. It was like the, the shortest Royal Rumble in history. So he went wire to wire uh, in about an hour, uh, but then came back and won again the year after. Um, I enjoyed Big John Studd winning in '89. He had he had come back after his run, his early run in WWE. WWF at that time, and uh, you know they they put him over, and he didn't do shit the rest of the year. So that was a real feel good moment for that one. Um, yeah, Matt. Do you think? I mean, do you guys prefer the sixty seconds back then to the ninety seconds or however long? I like the shorter rumble you're talking about. It makes it flow a little bit faster, and it kind of doesn't. It kind of hits you with those like surprises because you're getting into it. And they're like, oh, someone's coming out, cool. Like versus kind of letting it sit there and subtle, and then be like, okay. This is lame. Who's coming out next? You know what I mean? Or that? Oh, that was a surprise. That sucked. You know I, I mean? I, Especially when you're doing yeah. two of them. Shorten the clock. And now, yes, I agree. But just traditionally, if it was just the one rumble, I'm an old school guy. I actually like the original two minutes as opposed to the oh, wow. 90 seconds or whatever they want to do that particular year. Or Pritchard has even said during the event they may have just fucked with the clock and, and, and either sped it right. up or, or slowed oh, it yeah. down. And nobody paid attention to that shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like nowadays, like if we're doing a women's rumble and a men's rumble, uh, yeah, uh, 60 seconds should be because goddamn, it's gonna be a long event. Uh, it's probably gonna be a five hour event. Are there any good memories from the women's rumbles? Because at this point, I feel like the women's rumble, like it was nice that one year when it was kind of, oh, this, this will be a spectacle and think of all the people they can bring back. And now it's like, damn, do they actually got 30 women to fill out a rumble? <laughs> I don't think they do still. I think they have to bring back like Molly Holly and fucking, you know. Uh, uh, and that pop only works once. Yeah. 
Right, Michelle McCool and, and people like that. Maybe Trish will show up or Lita. Yeah, it's 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 the generation we're in. So I'm sure 2020 was a pretty fucked up year. Who knows what's going to happen this year? By next year, who knows? We might have a transgender Royal Rumble. Nia Jax for the win. Mm. One thing that I took exception with, and we talked about this off air, uh, with the brand split, uh, and we'll wrap it up here in a second because I know you guys are, are super busy. Uh, and I actually have to go to work. So Rick never showed up. And Rick never showed up, yeah. And I'm actually trying to end it, uh, hoping he doesn't show up. That way we can just continue to bury him for the next, you know. Oh, I can tell you this. Rick's millennium. favorite rumble is 1992 when Nate ran it. See, that's where I thought you were going originally. He's just a big Flair fan. Like he, if it was, if it could have been him, he would have been born a part <laughs> of the Flair family, right? And had an incestual relationship with Charlotte Flair. I mean, is that too far? No, it's not too far. And I think he uh, has this obsession with Conrad Tompkins for marrying into the family. That's really, really weird. He's got the whole like shrine and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's, it's Conrad's got a shrine in his house of Ric Flair. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, obviously, I you know. I will say this, at StarCast, uh, when Rick and I were there, we, we met Megan because we had to go get our press passes and whatnot from Megan Flair, and she was very, very pleasant. I've heard nothing but good things about her. I've heard absolute horror, but uh, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. Oh, yeah, brand split. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm steering the ship. Uh, with the brand split, and there's only one men's rumble, and there's two, quote, let's just say, world titles on the show, the WWE title and the Universal title. I never understood why they didn't have a SmackDown Rumble and a Raw Rumble. Because let's just say, for example, uh, somebody on Raw wins, wins the Rumble, and they get their guaranteed shot at WrestleMania for that title. And then a SmackDown guy comes along and wins the fucking, you know, like a, a tournament or a fucking gauntlet match, or let's just say the Chamber, you know, and, and gets a shot at WrestleMania. He didn't have to go through. 30 guys it's it's you know 29 other guys that's that's kind of that's kind of not fair to the smackdown star why do you think jargo they never went with that i mean they, we know their their stories are fucked their booking is fucked it's 50 50 all the time but it doesn't make sense man that you have this huge event leading up to the bigger event later on uh and someone's going to get an easier path to the title well a couple of things number one there's only one world title because there's only one world. All right. You, you have the world title and then you have the championship of the universe. All right. That, that's really what's going on. And Shouldn't that be the bigger title, right? Well, like... and, and that's the thing, right? Is whoever wins the rumble, the story that they should tell that they've never told is that guy trying to decide which title he wants to go after, which champion <laughs> does he really want to face? Yeah. But this year we have the opportunity to flip that. Right. So you put Brock Lesnar over in the Rumble, and then you can have both Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns saying, This is the title you want to go after. This should be the main event of WrestleMania. It should be Brock Lesnar versus, and have Drew make his case, have Roman make his case, or better yet, Paul Heyman make Roman's case for why the main event should be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I think there's a hell of a story they could tell there that they just don't. Do you really want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again, though, at WrestleMania? Why not? If I have Tribal Chief Roman Reigns as a big bad heel, and I have 
babyface Brock Lesnar who's coming to whip his ass, yeah. I feel very differently about that match than I did about babyface Roman Reigns versus big monster Brock Lesnar. 1,000%. 1,000%. Obviously, Matt, you, you, you may disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I'm just not interested in Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. I've seen it already multiple times. Whether or not you shine the piece of shit of the storyline, it's still going to be the piece of shit of a storyline that just swapped the characters. That's all. You take the guy and we put him on the opposite side now. Guess what? You got the storyline. I mean, that's really how it's going to end up coming down to, unfortunately, is they haven't been able to, you know, really showcase Roman, at least I, uh, in my do you opinion. you want to see Roman Reigns face at WrestleMania then? I mean, what other options do they have? I don't care. I'm just saying I don't want to see that. But to finish my point, what I was going to say, I haven't really been a fan of Roman Reigns since the uh, since he defeated The Undertaker that year, and then the crowd came out and booed him. Like, that's when they should have turned him heel. So, like, at that point, if they had moved that storyline into the Brock, okay, then that, that would have made sense. But, like, too little, too late at this point, and I don't want to see it again. Like I, I'd rather them do something else. I don't know. Put unify the titles. Do Roman versus Drew. They've been talking about doing that. Just do Roman versus Drew at Mania. I mean, I'd rather see that. I thought they were going to do that, and then they gave it away at Survivor Series. I don't know. I didn't watch Survivor Series. Uh, uh, Jargo, uh, Matt's an angry elf, isn't he? He is. He is. I'm it, it, it's really since he moved to Colorado. It's it's what it is is it's the elevation. He's not getting enough oxygen right now, so we're getting him one of those masks for when he sleeps. He can just get like a straight oxygen boost and yeah. CPAP, CPAP machine, whatever. Yeah, and and we'll throw a little bit of the the COVID mRNA vaccine in there. Ben Hameen uh-huh. has programmed the mRNA specifically for how he wants it to work in Matt's case, and I I, I hear Matt is going to have a wonderful life going forward of producing podcasts like 20 hours a day yeah you know i'm just Not trying to be like than what he does now i'm just trying to be like jargo so like when i'm around jargo his energy you know it kind of just emanates rob i'm sorry whenever i get around jargo i feel like the need i need to turn myself up to try to be as cool as him yeah, it's not the Mountain it's, Dew that he's drinking. It's, 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 it's your aura. I, I want to yeah. be a jargo. I want to be in his family, not like in a sexual way. Just, you know, in his family. It's 2021. I'm not going to judge. I will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want him to kill me. That's why I just I just want to be like my proxy family. Has anyone ever brought up the fact that Jargo looks a lot like Roman Reigns? Jargo doesn't want Jargo wants to. Yeah, God. How? <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got James Maynard Keenan a lot, but it, and then, then I then I grew a beard just so I wouldn't get James Maynard Keenan anymore. Um, you actually look and sound a lot like Daniel Bryan. I was I was ribbing, but Daniel uh, Bryan. Yeah, I'm sure you've gotten that before. He, he just told me I, I look would, like a goat, ladies and gentlemen. You think I'm going to sit I mean, here and just no, no, no? I said you're the goat. You think I'm going to sit no. here and take that shit, Rob? <laughs> I got better things. To do. Nine o'clock in the I, morning, I, be insulted right to my goddamn face, calling me a fucking goat. Really? Hey, if I was going to bring it back, I think you should cosplay as the guy from God of War. Do you think he'd look badass doing that? Ooh, I could do that. Yeah, he could do that. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, that wraps up the show, <laughs> guys. I appreciate you being here. Uh, it was fun talking with you guys again. Doctor Jargo is the star of the show. Uh, Matt is still a young up and comer. Uh, although I will, I will say he is the uh, he is the disputed uh, 2020 HMG <laughs> producer of the year. Uh, is that still in uh, producers court? Have we have we solved that yet? 
I don't know. I can't really pay attention. Okay, I got too many things going on. Right, too busy producing to worry about producer score. <laughs> I got, I got too many things going on. I let my staff do with that. I got to run the country, and I got to make Happy Media Group great. Okay, not again, because we're always we've always been great. We've always been great. Yeah, yeah. You can't something. I mean, you can make it greater, right? But you can make greater, make yeah. Happy Media Group. Greater. Making Happy Media Group greater. That should be the slogan now. For it'll be the greatest group ever. Hello. Dr. Jargo, where can we find you on social media? And what you got going on, man? What do you want to plug? Uh, you can keep up with me across all social media platforms at Not Jargo, although chances are you're not as cool as Rob, so I'm not going to sit down and talk to you. Uh, you can also keep up with me on Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. You can find that at DestinoPod, DestinoPod.com, as well as, of course, the flagship, the Hitting the Marks podcast with Jargo and RBV, HittingTheMarks.com, the HTM podcast network, all that good stuff, man. I, I, I'm, I'm like mad. I just, I keep myself so goddamn busy. I never get away from my desk. I feel like my ears are permanently my Sony headphones, which I like very much. They are very nice, and they're red too, which is my favorite color. So there you go. Yeah, and for those of you that are colorblind watching this, I'm sorry for you. They're actually red, if you didn't know. But uh, no, I appreciate you being here, Doctor Jargo. I've always wanted to uh, to speak with you face to face because I'm a big fan of your work, and uh, you're a very, very intelligent person. Uh, much unlike, not unlike, you know, your co-host RBV, um, who apparently shows up for that show, but can't be bothered to show up for this one. You would be surprised, man. You would be surprised. You'd be surprised. He got shot in the ass once. So I mean, there's that. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Matt, Hmm. uh, I'll give you the next 15 minutes to plug all of your stuff. (laughs) I don't have that much anymore. I've given off a lot of my duties off. Uh, I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean. I'm lighting up green. Your boy, MSG. Follow me on Twitter Instagram. I'm Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week I review AEW with the superstar Chris Silvio and Ben Humming called Light the Fuse, which you can check out at hackerhumming.com. Show of the year, by the way, right? Show of the year. Wrestling review show of the year as voted on by the fans. Apparently that, that result is okay. But minds are contested uh, because uh, because our vote fans don't just down ballot vote. So whatever, check my balls. Uh, which brings me to my other show, Check My Balls, a South Park review, which you can check out on all media outlets. Uh, audio is still available on YouTube. We have cut back on the video content for full videos that will be coming later for uh, behind a like you know paywall because you know you guys like the audio more. So maybe that's what I'm. I'm just giving you the audio. The numbers show it. So. Uh, check that out. And as well as you can also check out the New Force Order podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast with the Greek god Papadon, Dr. Destroyo. Actually, we do have a rec- another doctor there, technically, Jargo. I mean, he's a surgeon. But, so Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo, as well as um, the Handsome Reaper, um, Spiro. So go check that out. Uh, that's all I'm doing producer right now. I give a lot of my other stuff away, all my other duties. But you can check out a lot of those shows on Hami Media Group YouTube, War on Morons, Rat Salad Review, uh, and of course, uh, radicalized Rob's here's content after it's on Ben Hamin's Hamin Media Group Patreon. It will be available on YouTube as well, um, and Patreon.com/slash Stevie Ray TV. Sucker, sign up for the Fruit Booty tier and the Slapjack tier, dog. Or if you want to hang out with them every month, sign up for the Harlem Heat Harlem Hangout. So Patreon.com/slash Stevie Ray TV. Patreon.com/slash Stevie Ray TV. Patreon.com/slash Stevie Ray TV. Brother. You don't do the Stevie gimmick or the, the olive oil gimmick or any of that, or you already did the brosters. So I am not going to imitate Stevie Ray. Have you seen that man? Do you think I want him hurting me in any no, way? No, not at all. Uh, yes! Yes no. 
I'm just I yes would sir, pay no. for that. <clears throat> I'm just yes sir, no sir. You pay for that, but you wouldn't pay for Shamrock. Come on, at least I gave you Shamrock. Brian Shamrock, or, or yeah, I would pay for that. Yeah, I would too. Me too. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, guys, I appreciate you being here. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, well, I mean, it was fun talking to Jargo. Matt, eh, you know, what are you going to do? Talk to you every day. Flattery will get you guys up. Literally every... No, I mean, we literally do talk. Well, we text every day. Uh, I don't I don't like using the phone to talk with. So, uh, And there's also a podcast that Matt and I did that may make... May make the airwaves soon. It was recorded oh, a month don't ago. Put that, out. that podcast yeah. was horrible. It was it was out. it was very very bad. Maybe it'll be like a Patreon thing one day. Nobody but, wants uh, to listen to that. I told you, no one's gonna pay for that. And that's why I never put it up because it was that bad. It was the wor- literally the worst podcast I ever did in my life. It but, wasn't the uh, bad. Okay, it wasn't that bad. I've been on worse podcasts, but it, it was it was just I've done some bad ones, man. Jargo, it was just like there was no topic. We just basically bullshitted nothing. for an hour. That's all that, it was. So it wasn't was it. bad. It was just us bullshitting. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it was just nothing relevant to my show at all. So. Every time I talk to uh, the GAG from the PWC, my man from down under, Jimmy T, um, he's like, man, we should have recorded that. That should have been a podcast. And it's just like, dude, I'm just sitting here shooting the fucking shit. Like, can't I talk to my friends? Right. Like, you know? You can't talk to your friends anymore unless it's recorded. That yeah, it has to be a podcast if I talk to any of my friends. Right, so. yeah. Uh, I agree. Maybe, maybe that'll maybe that'll make a, a bonus clip one one week or, or something. I don't know. But, uh, I think I, I, it's for micro content, definitely. Like, you can find micro content in there. A good conversation is funny. Do that. Is that a millennial term? I have no idea what that means. Make smaller, short clips so people don't have to watch for a long time. I like it when you mansplain things. Or, or, you. You know, yeah, that's fun. I dumbsplain is what it's called. Or oldsplain. Guys, you can, you can follow me on Twitter at RedRobGaming. Check me out on Twitch. I'm a Twitch gaming streamer. I stream every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Central, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central. Twitch.tv slash RadRobGaming. And check out my YouTube gaming channel. It is called Rad Rob Gaming. If you want to tweet the show, we are at Rad Turtles POD. You can send us an email, RadTurtlesWrestling at gmail.com. And if you so feel like you want to uh, support me, I still have diapers to buy. Uh, I do have a pro wrestling tea store. It is ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rad Turtles Wrestling. Dr. Jargo, MSG, always a pleasure to speak with you guys. Uh, we'll definitely have to come on here and do some stuff again. Uh, I appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, you know, Matt, I, you know I love you, Matt. You're 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 my favorite of all, Scarecrow. It's a Betsy's bar. They're going up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And it's a Betsy spider. Anyway, have a good day. Fuck my life. Thanks again for listening to this episode. You can follow RTW on Twitter at Rad Turtles Pod. And you can email the show at RadTurtlesWrestling at gmail.com. We appreciate all of your support. You've been listening to RTW Rewind. Hey guys, Rad Rob, Rob Francois here from the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast and RTW Rewind. I'm here to announce a special event the week of the Royal Rumble 2021. From January 25th leading up until the Rumble on the 31st, it is the second annual Rad Rumble Week. Seven days of unique content for your listening pleasure. 
Monday, we're going to kick it off in style. The Aussie guy, Dean Galloway, will be joining me, and we'll be watching the 1999 Royal Rumble match. Tuesday will be an interview with former WWF wrestler from the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair. Wednesday will be my conversation with former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. Thursday will be my flagship show, the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast, with Grappler 6 and The Ocho. Friday, I'll have a special interview with the founder of WrestleLife and former professional wrestler Bob Evans. Saturday will be our Royal Rumble retrospective roundtable with personalities from the Hameen Media Group. RBV, MSG, and Jargo will be joining me to talk about our favorite Royal Rumble matches and moments, and you never know who may just make a surprise appearance. Sunday, we're going to close up the week with our Royal Rumble 2021 post-game wrap-up show. I'll be on to break down everything that we witnessed at this year's Royal Rumble. So that's seven days of unique content. You can subscribe to the Rad Turtles Wrestling Podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And you can also check out the festivities on the affiliate channel, the Hameen Media Group. It's time for the Rumble! It's time for the Rad Rumble!